Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Mike Rosenberg from Columbia Credit Union. Mike says they trust what they see and hear on OPB, and that aligns with Columbia Credit Union's brand. From the Gert Boyle studio at OPB, this is Think Out Loud. I'm Dave Miller. In August, Portland's Artists Repertory Theater announced it was canceling its whole season weeks before it was going to start because of insufficient cash on hand. Then earlier this month came a second blow, layoffs that took the company from 10 full-time employees to six. ART is not alone. Theaters in Oregon and around the country are struggling right now to bounce back from the pandemic. Ayanna Cunningham is a new managing director of the theater. She took over just before the announcement of the canceled season, and she joins us now. It's great to have you in the studio. Thank you. It's an honor. Can you give us a sense for the internal decision-making before this, the season that was just about to start, the 2023-2024 season before it was canceled? Yes, of course. Um, for us, it came as quite a shock and a surprise. It was something that that organization didn't seem coming down the pike and perhaps should have. Um, but there were multiple convergent factors that came together at once that informed that decision. And a key part of that is something that ART is suffering from that is also affecting theaters nationally, which is this crisis of returning to live performance and rebounding from the challenges of being closed during the pandemic. So, I mean, how do you explain that, the, 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 the audience piece of this? Because it seems like so much of public life has returned, mm. but... But, for example, theater goers, they're, they're just not returning in the same numbers? Correct. They're not returning in the same numbers. The statistics nationally, last theater season saw audiences at a 20 to 50 percent reduction. So not buying tickets and not attending at 20 or 50 percent less of a rate than they were 2019 before the pandemic. And that's something that arts organizations here in Portland also experienced to be true. And part of that hesitancy for people to return is concern about COVID. There's some people that just aren't able to return to public spaces in large gathering. There's others that are hesitant to do so. And lifestyles have changed too. You know, even I myself enjoy staying home and binging TV and streaming whatever I want. We see that people need to be more careful with their pocketbooks and their spending right now. So the choices of where and how they spend their money are a bit more restricted and careful before. Um, so all of those factors are contributing to hesitancy on the audience part to return to live performance. The first one you mentioned was was a, 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 a lingering fear just for, for a variety of reasons about COVID itself. Do audiences for theater, do they skew older? Uh, somewhat, somewhat they do, of course, and that is a significant part of our audience. Um, but there's younger and all in between people that have families and obligations with their kids, too. Does uh, how big a, a, a hit are the loss of ticket sales themselves in terms of your overall budget? I mean, if, if you're yeah. saying that citywide or, or nationwide, there's something like a 20 to 50 percent drop in in ticket sales, does that mean a 20 to 50% drop in overall revenue? Or no, there's other pieces as well, right? Yeah, there's other pieces as well, right? So the funding and revenue model for theater companies 
is that ticket sales actually make up only a tiny sliver of revenue and income. The next big sliver is from um, people donating. So when people attend, they engage, they connect, and then they give. So when audience isn't coming back, isn't seeing the shows, then they're not as motivated or connected to make that additional donation. And then the largest chunk of funding actually comes from private foundations via grants and also city and state local grants, which actually fortunately have remained pretty vibrant throughout the pandemic and have been quite helpful. But with the audience downturn, ticket sales dropped, donations dropped. Hmm. What's it like to be a theater company that doesn't put on theater? <laughs> it's an existential crisis. It's an existential crisis, right? Who are we um, if we're not delivering our core mission? Um, here at ART, we're not letting that throw us too much because part of the strategic decision to suspend our season was to also um, invest important time in answering that question. You know, we're in the process of renovating our theater home on Southwest Morrison Street. And so we also have the task of visualizing and planning strategically to be able to re-inhabit that space, to be able to make money in that space and afford our expenses and pay our artists. Um, so for us, what it means to be a theater company is very much about future building so that we can come back even stronger. Hmm. Um, you just got into a, a lot there that I, want, I, 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 I want to get to because, <laughs> I mean, because part of the the ch- the extra challenge there is 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 capital fundraising along mm. with fundraising for operations, which we can get to in a second. But mm-hmm, I'm just mm-hmm. curious. I, I noted at the beginning that you took this job. You've been mm. working in theater in Portland for 15 years or yeah, so. But, but but this job, just weeks before the announced um, suspension, I guess is, mm-hmm. is the official word of the season. Did you know, were you told how dire the financial situation was when you were applying to this job? No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. This was a complete surprise to the organization and to myself as a person coming in. That's part of the shock. You know, we've spent a large part of the past six weeks just in a bit of shock and chaos coming to grips with the reality of this situation. As I mentioned, there's multiple factors that contributed to that, just trying to rebound from the pandemic. Um, But also ART suffered from some organizational burnout as well, which I know many of my peers in the theater industry are also experiencing. Just living through the closures during the pandemic and then having to um, problem solve and strategize with getting audiences back Afterwards, when we were able to open up our spaces, just going through the mask policies, health and safety protocols, increased communications to work as hard as we can to make our our spaces inviting for audience to come back. You know, people are exhausted. And I think that at ART, that we just had our noses so close to the immediate problems and challenges at hand that some of the basic organizational um, systems were neglected, like taking care of our people, just basic people and culture stuff, right? Being able to sustain a staff with their professional growth goals, attending to business systems, and importantly, not having the brain space and operational capacity to plan strategically ahead into the future. And then, I mean, so I understand, and then one day somebody looked at the books and said, there's no money? Yes. Okay. 
If you are just tuning in, I'm talking right now with Ayana Cunningham, the new managing director of Artists Repertory Theater. We're talking about the issues they are facing, um, but again, the issues that theaters all across the country are facing post the most intense days of the pandemic. You, I assume you talk to other performing arts organizations in Oregon and the, around the country. Mm-hmm. What are you hearing? Um, well, there are lots of challenges that are uniformly impacting us all. We certainly are in a national crisis for the survival of professional nonprofit theater. You know, the National Endowment for the Arts estimates that about two or three companies close every month right now. Um, they see a downturn in audience participation uh, across the country and an uplift in advocacy. You know, next week, actors Felicia Rashad and Lin-Manuel Miranda are briefing members of Congress in D.C. to advocate for funding and shine a light on this crisis that's affecting everyone. So that's very much part of the conversation. We're, we're facing very similar struggles. You, you know, one of the things you mentioned, and, you, and you'd say, that, that you feel this too, that, mm. that the pandemic forced us all to, to live our lives in different ways yeah. and maybe taught many people um, the, about just or got people used to, to different pastimes. But if the, if the, the lure of live theater is you, you have to be there to experience it, mm-hmm. to, to remember or maybe learn that you love it, I mean, mm-hmm. how do you... How do you go back to that if, if if people aren't going in the first place? Yes. How do we go back to that if people are? I mean, going is that in the first is that a place? question that you're all asking yourselves? Yeah, of course, and that comes down in in a way to the creative and artistic programming, right? What plays are we selecting to put on our stages? Which artists are we highlighting and working with? Um, and in a way, it's a bit of a challenge because. Some people want, you know, blockbusters, put on something big, important, a name, and that's valuable and that's attractive. But ART specifically has a commitment to new works and to a diversity of artists, to BIPOC artists and Native artists. So those don't always come with those big blockbuster plays. We need to be able to take a risk so that we can, you know, develop new work and progress our art form into the future. So those two things don't always line up. So I think from a programming perspective, we're in a bit of a pickle because we need to do something attractive. But we have these really important values that we also need to hold firm. You have an interesting professional pedigree here of having mm-hmm. worked um, most recently at Portland Playhouse, a, yes. a, a small but mighty and very exciting theater in mm-hmm. Northeast Portland, and before that, Portland Center Stage. Yes. So, so buttressing sort of bookending this a smaller theater with with two of the the bigger more established uh, performing arts organizations in the city when it comes to theater are there different challenges for theaters of different sizes yeah, there are different challenges. You know, Portland Playhouse is experiencing uh, great success right now and has actually managed to hold quite stable through the pandemic. And I think their audience size has a bit to do with that. So, you know, they also saw up to 15% of audience not returning right away, but they have a house of 100 people. So that's a little less than, say, Portland's center stage, which has several hundred seats. So if they're not having, you know, 20 to 30% of their audience comes back, that's hundreds of people, 
thousands over the course of a season, right? So there is a little bit of a difference. Um, I think smaller companies can be a little more adaptable. They have a more um, specific community that they're speaking to and in collaboration with. Um, and larger and mid-sized companies, even like Artist Rep, we have a broader audience that we're trying to engage on multiple levels, and that creates challenges. Hmm. All of what we're talking about is happening at the same time that that ART has been working for a number of years now on a new theater, a new headquarters. Yes. Where does that stand right now, just building-wise? Yes. Well, that certainly is uh, part of our challenge is that we have the need to sustain operations and try to put on plays as well to complete the renovation of our theater home, which is on Southwest Morrison. It's a big red building. If you've been to Providence Park for a Thorns or Timbers game, you've certainly seen it under construction. Um, it's currently on course to complete the first stage of renovation that will be completed near the end of November this year. Um, that first stage is what they call just a core and shell of construction. So it really is just the bones of the theater building with the HVAC and elevator, the parking structures, the bathrooms, and a fabulous external mural will be outside of the building. So it's going to look great. It's just won't be inhabited or outfitted <laughs> on the inside. When, so. You can't do theater inside or have offices. Correct, correct. However, we are very close to completing fundraising um, to be able to outfit the lobby space there. The lobby is a grand space, like the heart of the building, um, and it's looking very optimistic that we'll be able to wrap that into this construction phase. It will be a roughly finished space that will enable us to produce work and host events there potentially as soon as February. So that's one of the things that we have to be hopeful about. Is it easier to ask rich people, uh, <laughs> let's just call them what they are, yeah. um, to, to pay for a building or a wing or a part of an auditorium than it is to, to get them to pay for ongoing support for a season? Well, that's what we're uh, discovering right now as we make our requests. Um, we, we are looking for significant large gifts in order to be able to complete this. So people with the capacity to give 50 to 100 to a million dollars, 50 to 100,000 to a million dollars for that. Um, not everyone obviously has the capacity for that. Some people far prefer to contribute to a season of work, again, because they're connected and they can come and engage and interact with the community. Uh, so part of ART's unique challenge right now is to be able to um, share what our vision is for that renovated space and what our home will look like there, not just for ART, but also for the arts hub that we host. So I think that by radiating that story and getting really clear on that picture, we'll find success, but it is a challenge. Just briefly, the word you use is suspending the season. What would it take for uh, yeah. there to be a, a production this year? Uh, $250,000. It's that simple. Just a <laughs> yeah. quarter million dollars. Yeah, and a space to produce it in. And honestly, strategically, we're being so careful with our resources, not just the money, but our staff time too, um, that even if we had the money to produce a play, I think it very much is in question for us whether or not that's the wisest thing um, because we're playing the long game to be able to get back into our renovated space. So when and if we do have the funds to put on a play, we will be taking that quite seriously the choice. Ayanna Cunningham, thanks very much for coming in. Thank you. Ayanna Cunningham is the Managing Director of Artists Repertory Theatre.